you, me, and CBD. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. But looking forward, uh, what, what is fascinating to me would be things like oncology, right? I don't think CBD is going to impact cancers that are driven by mutations like EGFR or KRAS or something like that, but can it maybe inhibit the proliferation of cancer cells? That probably makes sense intuitively to me. So, you know, having gone through some personal, you know, relatives that have, you know, had had cancer, it's like, uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that would, to me, would be a pie in the sky type of thing moving forward. Welcome, welcome. Oh, hey, thanks. How are you today? Danelle, doing great. Um, you know, I was thinking summer's almost over. Crazy. And have you have you enjoyed your summer? Uh, I have had a struggle of a summer, but thank you very much. Uh, I just see fall, and I'm getting excited for that. Uh, changing, yeah, Good. no, I, yeah, no. I I was able to to take some time and to enjoy uh, with the family and the grandkids, and I guess that's what every grandpa wants, right? Yeah, that's that's the big <laughs> wish, right? But here we go again. Yeah, here we are. You, me, and uh, CBD. We are currently in Season 3, Episode 5, The Magic of CBD. Ooh, The Magic of CBD. I like the name of that. Well, uh, you came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, brought, I, brought, I brought a, uh, a, a magic wand. Uh, it's massive. <laughs> I could have brought a Harry Potter wand. Yeah. The, I, the next podcast is entitled, Why Does Richard Have a Magic Wand? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to go there. <laughs> okay, we're off to a grand start. <laughs> I'm just going to move the microphone away before I say something I regret. <laughs> Everyone, it's a wooden dowel that's painted black. And oh, white on the end. I whittled it. it no, you did not lay that. No, you did not. But I just thought it was interesting on Magic Wand and the history, the concept of them. And just so you know that it was used in ancient Greek by the writer Homer and in his poems and the Odyssey. And it's interesting because as I was reading about this, Homer wrote that magic wands were used by three different gods. And they were to make people, and this fits nicely into CBD, to make people sleep, hmm. to make people wake up. And the third one, to make people young again. Hey, hey. So that being said, as we've talked about magic wands, and as we we have our magic wand here. People, if you could see this, if you could see this, Richard, is at the end of the table. If only I had a hat, uh, right. some type of a wizard hat. The idea is for this episode is to think about CBD. Magic wand. And you, you <laughs> quit laughing. <laughs> okay, keep going. Back to Back to you, Richard is the idea if you had CBD in your wish list of what you would like CBD to do, where it's been, it's, you know, the farmer bill was in 2018 and we've been into where we're now like four years into this farmer and chemist has been around since 2019. I think at this point we need to bring the panel in because they're going to have some really insightful thinking on this for sure. 
Absolutely. That so we have. Oh, hi Jeff. How you doing? Fantastic. How are you? <laughs> we also have Doug Burgoyne, another doctor of pharmacy. Hello, hello. And lastly, we have Blake Smith. Hello. Who is a doctor of all things. How about you tell us all your credentials? Because I don't think we've ever really gone through those. Oh, good. Good question. I have multiple degrees. I have some graduate degrees. But really, I've been a bioanalytical chemist in pharmaceuticals for a long time. I am personally motivated to move the cannabis forward because of family and personal circumstances. And really... Good medicine with specific physiological outcomes is what we should be striving for with CBD. And so, you know, the whole idea of magic and CBD, what can we solve? What can we do? What is our wish list? You know, I would love to see more information about neuroprotective indexing for Alzheimer patients. I would love to see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you get into the mat, you have to have the official wand <laughs> at the same time we want to demystify yeah right, right? cdb at the same time so yeah i mean and and if i had one wish for the whole you know universe it would, on cbd at least it would be that people would be really educated about their cbd you know it's not all created equal a lot of people are just making you know hey while the sun is shining you know it should be intentional how we make medicine should be extremely intentional especially if we're going to use it to treat ourselves our loved ones you know, even our animals or whatever that looks like. It's a great jumping off point. Uh, if you look back just in the four years since the uh, legalization of this, uh, we've come a long way, but there still is a long way to go in terms of, uh, again, people not being scared of this or not knowing, you know, if, again, thinking it's, they're going to, they're going to make them, they're going to get high by taking this, you know, all that other kind of, there's still, there's still a lot of misperceptions out there about CBD. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really, you know, I'm not here to, you know, have really any kind of political views, but I will say this, the FDA and human and uh, health and human services has not helped with that, right? We have drug discovery, we have processes, we have everything in place for how we do medicine. And yet, you know, we're pretty silent when it comes to this, we rely on the national ag bill for legality which I think is great, but it's not enough. And it actually means that we have not all, but some players out there who really they're just trying to make a buck rather than trying to think about it in terms of health outcomes. Yeah. And the, and the marketing doesn't help because you still see vape shops and you still see misperceptions. And, uh, and, and we talk about this all the time, not all CBD is created equal. So there, there still are some lousy products out there, which further, uh, adds to the miseducation in this space. Yeah, I think, Jeff, you were just talking about lousy products. We had an interesting discussion before we started the podcast about consistency yeah. in production and sources of cannabinoids and how different brands are able to demonstrate consistency in, in where they receive their product from that makes the final product that uh, consumers receive. And uh, there's a lot of inconsistency. Uh, market demands, uh, there are companies... That are, that are dropping into the business, Jeff, to your point about folks who are looking to make a buck, dropping into the business and then dropping out of the business almost as fast as they get into it uh, because their motivation is money. Um, ours is a little bit different. As Blake said, we all have a reason for why we're in this. And whether it's family reason or personal reason, 
um, or society reasons and, and, and social good, um, there, I think our purpose is a little bit different. So that means our emphasis on product and consistency and being able to find the right things that will help people in the long run, not just in the short run to make money is a different motivator. So the, the wish that Blake would have, it's kind of ties into the science, right? That we, we get the information out there that it's more consistent. It's a start, right? It's a whole slew of mechanisms. I mean, one of the thing is, one of the things that I think becomes important is you should be able as a consumer to be able to ask questions about your product. If you go into some place and say, so, you know, I have lower back pain, you know, is it better that I take an inhalation method? Should I be using a topical, you know, and what cannabinoids specifically are going to help me with my inflammation issues? If they look at you sort of cross-eyed and they're like, oh, this one is a totally lit product, mm, that may not be the reason why you want to purchase that product, right? Somebody should be able to say, yes, we grew this hemp on this farm. This is the characteristics of you know this particular product. This is how it was derived. This is how we made it. This is you know how we formulated your specific you know product for your specific condition. And if they can do that, well, that's probably at least a good indicator. But everyone has the right to know where their stuff comes from. Well, I was going to say, why don't we uh, look back uh, in in kind of a rear view? Uh, first, before we answer that question. So, uh, you know, in 2018, what were we looking forward to that we now have answers to? And so to me, it's like, it's, you know, because of the pandemic we've been going through data coming out of Oregon state around the impact on COVID. Um, we were just talking about this earlier also before the the podcast started is you know, we actually now have data that this may uh, significantly impact uh, hemoglobin A1C and diabetes, which uh, you know, we, th- that's, you know, we've had drugs now for 20 years plus years in diabetes, and we haven't really seen a significant population change in A1C in that entire time. And despite throwing everything at diabetes, but the kitchen sink in terms of care management and education and lifestyle changes and drugs and everything else. And so, you know, when you, when you look at something like that, it's pretty exciting. So, but looking forward, uh, what, what is fascinating to me would be things like oncology, right? I don't think CBD is going to impact cancers that are driven by mutations like EGFR or KRAS or something like that, but can it maybe in- inhibit the proliferation of cancer cells that probably makes sense intuitively to me? So, you know, having gone through some personal, you know, relatives that have, you know, had, had cancer, it's like, uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that would, to me, would be, the pie in the sky type of thing moving forward. Well, right now, at least we know that CBD does provide some comfort there. Oh, yeah. And it does help with some of the comorbidities that come with yeah. cancer and some of the therapies. But, yeah. um, you know, again, the, you know, the anti-inflammatory, um, we know it helps with pain, to your point, based on, you know, some of the, the mechanisms and science behind it, could it kind of help with proliferation and and some of the other things that are, you know, driving the, the growth of the growth of cancer cells. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good point. I mean, when you start thinking about like the mechanism of action, how the various drug does the thing that it's supposed to do and you start understanding, Oh, well look, this particular cannabinoid, you know, crosses the cell membrane where peroxisomes are and peroxisomes are directly responsible for histamine production. And if you look at like glioblastomas that hijack that mechanism, well, that means CBG could have an, you know, an implication for stopping metastasis for glioblastomas, for example. 
is that fully known? No, but there's actually people doing work on it. Yeah. And that's because of initial data and how it works. I love that wish, uh, Jeff. So here's my wish. We talk a lot about the effect of CBD on seizure disorder. Uh, we, um, and uh, there's a prescription medication uh, that, that has a very high dose of CBD alone without any of the other cannabinoids. Uh, in it that uh, seems to have a positive effect, although the dosing on that is is really, really gigantic, um, uh, which we could talk about separately, and maybe we have already. Um, but if we think about seizure disorder, that leads me to think about um, other similar types of uh, neuropathic conditions. And it's a bit of a stretch to go from seizure disorder uh, to where I'm going, but I look at it and I think, how can CBD influence things like depression uh, or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia uh, or, um, you know, any of the mental health concerns uh, that, that we have so prevalently and prevalently in our society today. One of the, one of the first questions, not first, one of the most common questions that we get at farmer and chemist is, so-and-so has depression that's important to me. This person that's really important to me has depression, and they've tried every medication out there, and they just don't seem to work. Or they work for a while, um, and it doesn't last. So, right. So we've, we were talking about the common antidepressants that are on the market. So mm-hmm. the most common are what are called serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or serotonin, norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. So SSRIs, SNRIs. So drugs like sertraline, citalopram, fluoxetine, uh, duloxetine, those types of drugs. And uh, if you look at the studies, they produce remission in maybe a third of patients. And the onset of action is two to eight weeks. So right. we've, you know, we've tried these, we've had these, they're the standard of care, but they're, they're quite honestly, not very good. And actually they're, there has been, I was reading in the, in the paper, I should have saved this article, that maybe there's some some uh, emerging data that we, we're completely off base. That serotonin might not play a role in the uh, in, 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 in depression. Yeah, or it's a blend of neurotransmitters, just not serotonin. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think about that, and, and uh, Jeff, you're right. The research has started. So, so my wish, Richard and Danell is that we can have some excellent clinical data around the use of CBD and the other minor cannabinoids um, in depression um, and related disorders like post-traumatic stress disorder uh, or some eating disorders. Um, It looks like, and the research is showing uh, that in PTSD, we're starting to get some really great data uh, in depression, there is an effect on serotonin and norepinephrine uh, with CBD, and uh, and maybe even uh, some changes in the synapses between neurons, uh, where there's increased uh, plasticity, uh, which may help in the development of depression. Uh, and may also go, Blake, to your point, where you start thinking about Alzheimer's and some other conditions. Uh, that are affected by neurotransmitters. And, and, and that's kind of a, a, one of the holy grails in medicine is can we find something that actually helps with dementia and cognition, um, i.e. Uh, Alzheimer's. And again, we have, we've had some drugs there. We haven't had really new, fundamentally new drugs in 20 years. And the ones that have come out have shown 
simply a delay in symptoms by about six months. And then, you know, they're the, the slope or the deterioration is about the same as if you didn't have those drugs. So huge unmet need there. Um, and that, that would be, that would be a game changer. Well, and so is there hope that CBD and cannabinoids can actually do this? And the answer I would say is yes. I mean, this is one of the things that makes cannabinoids really cool. And we're talking about CBD, CBG. There's a whole slew of them, right? And, and we've barely scratched the surface of what they do and how they work. But we know this, that versus creating something in the lab, which I have spent my whole career doing, and trying to synthetically create things that have a specific target effect. We block nerves. We uh, inhabit other receptor sites in order to keep cognition from occurring. We try to, we do all of these things to help band-aid issues. Cannabinoids mimic natural neurotransmitters and molecules that your body produces. Now, the significance of that is we might have natural natural remedies that come from a plant that your body knows what to do with those. And that's really cool. And how did cannabis get this unique, you know, station? Well, there's other plants that have done things. I mean, look at aspirin, you know, coming from willow bark, or you look at all these other things, but cannabis more than anything else has traveled with humans ever since humans have moved anywhere. When they moved out of, you know, Africa, they took cannabis with them. When they've gone to the middle East, Cannabis followed them there, right? And humans have taken cannabis with them everywhere they've gone on the entire planet. And because of that, there's a unique relationship between cannabis plants and humans. I think the one thing uh, that I would like to see addressed here is, you know, we're talking about it working as a medicine for multiple things, but could you just really quickly touch on um, side effects? Because I think, you know, we talk about it being this wonder, um, wonder drug, um, and does its limit of side effects or lack of make it even more of a wonder drug? And that tees up my second pie in the sky, holy grail kind of thing. It goes back to um, what we what is well documented with CBD, which is you know one of the primary uh, uses four years ago was pain and inflammation. So we still have an opioid issue in this country. It's still overused. Um, so what we've done, you know, is we tried to limit who can prescribe it. We've tried to limit the you know the quantities, et cetera. But data shows that you have the risk of developing addiction to an opioid after dose one. Um, that can happen in some people. Right. So there, you know, can we, can we continue to identify the appropriate patient where we can maybe avoid the use of opioids and not cause that problem? Or even with NSAIDs and acetaminophen, even though they're dirt cheap, um, you know, if we can avoid some long-term renal and liver complications and things like that by using a safer, effective analgesic anti-inflammatory product. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I mean, Danelle, one of the things that's challenging, I think, is that we don't have enough information. Generally speaking, your body knows what to do with cannabinoids, which is one of the reasons why it has a really high safety profile. There's very limited toxicity studies, but there are some out there that have shown really little effect. Now, as far as drug-drug interaction, we do know that there is some. Anything that affects GABA, obviously, there are going to be drugs that also affect that. That's why you should talk to a pharmacist when purchasing CBD. 
Yeah, you probably should. The plug for the pharmacist. Um, but also, you know, we know that there's uh, contraindications for like THC and benzodiazepines or clozapine and things like that. So, you know, there is some challenges there. Um, but overall toxicity, we haven't seen a lot. And that's really cool. And that's really promising. That doesn't mean we've seen everything. Although I will make one more comment. There are lots of synthetic cannabinoids out there. One of the biggest ones that's kind of happening right now is Delta 10, Delta 6. You know, they're being synthetically derived out of Delta 9. Um, and people are doing that so that they can get around le- le- yeah, legalities. Um, we There's some good studies that are out there that shows that Delta 10 does not, uh, in hepatic studies, show that it actually metabolizes in any known pathway. That's horrifying, actually. Um, yeah. You know, when we when we work in pharmaceuticals, if you if something does not metabolize in any of the normal pathways, you immediately throw up a red flag because that's a problem. And then so it you got to be careful. in the body. That's right. And so you got to you got to be you know careful about there. That's why everybody out there talking about delta eight, delta ten, all these various things. You you got to be careful. Can they be useful molecules? Maybe. Yeah. But that's it. Like, comes back again to purity and all of these other things. Wow, this has been a crazy, cool conversation. And Richard, when you brought up the topic, I really did kind of laugh to myself because I thought, really, you want these wishes? Okay. So in but, 2026, right? Let's you, see. Let's see where we are. Right? Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back, everybody. I have one more wish, and that is, I'd love our wish, our listeners, to send oh. in their wish lists for CBD. And uh, what do folks who are listening to our podcast today? Uh, want to see from CBD in the future. And uh, and then we can research those and see what data is out there and uh, provide some feedback along to, those to our good listeners. Some success stories on where you've tried this. Um, just So we can, you know, anecdotally kind of look at some stuff. That's an awesome idea. I love that. You know, I, I think that is great. I think uh, one avenue that they can do it is email. Uh, they can email us and, and they can use the info at farmerandchemist.com com. Well, good. Thank you, everyone. And I appreciate it. It was a great discussion. In a few years, we'll look back at this episode and say, hey, here's what we here's what we accomplished. Here's what is out yeah, there. Season three, episode five. Reboot. Re- exactly. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to You, Me and CBD. Please refer and friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we'd welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com.